You're a Bill Murray. Bill Groundhog Day ghost busting ass Murray. Who you gonna call? I know that. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> you stupid, yo. He is stupid, isn't he? <laughs> Don't sound too good, Bill. Buddy, it's not flu or anything. It's just uh, mobile. things we know we know we also know there are known unknowns that is to say we know there are some things we do not know but there are also unknown unknowns the ones we don't know we don't know excuse me but is this an unknown unknown uh, i'm not several unknowns and i'm, I'm just i'm not going i'm not going to say which it is Days.
choice is yours, don't be late Take a rest as a friend, as an old memory 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 Come in mud, soaked in bleach, as I want you to be, as a trend, as a friend, as an old memory. Position and race to the bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's Winslow tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow.
I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, man. Yeah. How do you like this background? It's uh, the one song that the Beatles, none of, none of the four of them played on, just sang. She's Leaving Home off Sgt. Pepper's. We heard Sirita's version of this last week. Stevie Wonder's protege as part of the soundtrack that Nikki provided for for winning March Sadness with her passed out parakeet story. Thanks again to Nikki for that. But yeah, this is beautiful, right? We'll be following this up with the string version of uh, something. Not just the string version of something. Of the song something. George Martin, man. Good arranger, that dude. I've had a rough week, started feeling crappy after the show on Saturday, finally starting to feel okay when you got a COVID test, was negative, guess it was just some sort of cold, but I've been out, not doing much of anything, my mind has not really been, I haven't been able to, you know when you're sick and you just feel dumb, I haven't been able to read really, the only thing that has, for some reason, been able to keep my attention over the past few days is this Harper's Open Letter. So there's this magazine, and I straight up, I've never read Harper's. I know that it's some sort of, it's one of the oldest magazines, and, you know, if I if I need to get a highbrow, I, got, I do the New Yorker, maybe the Atlantic. Never read Harper's, but they put out this open letter on Tuesday, signed by a ton of intellectuals and writers and artists like Bill T. Jones and Salman Rushdie and Jeffrey Eugenides, Margaret Atwood, Wynton Marsalis, which I thought was funny. And then like total uh, dweebs like David Brooks, but basically decrying cancel culture. They said enough is enough with this cancel culture stuff. We need to live in a society where we can have free and open debate and not be, have dissenting views silenced. And I'm really ambivalent about that whole idea. Not that I'm anti-free speech. God forbid. But I just don't know if I believe in this whole cancel culture narrative. I mean, yes, there are a few egregious examples around the edges, but a lot of what I think these people are worried about is not being central to the conversation or if they say something stupid there's consequences to it i'm just not so sure that people really get canceled or if you do you can bounce back if you're a decent person i feel like louis ck could have bounced back but he continued to be unrepentant so i've been kind of looking at Twitter and reading dissenting views. Still a lot of dissenting views on Twitter. Seems like uh, nobody's getting canceled on there. There's some people saying some crazy stuff. That's good. My monologue as always is brought to you by Winslow Tea. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation. We won't cancel you, I promise. So to summarize some of the big points that I've heard smart people say on twitter.com. So this is from the letter. They say, 
Our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial, okay? Powerful protests for racial and social justice are leading to overdue demands for police reform, along with wider calls for greater equality and inclusion across our society, not least in higher education, journalism, philanthropy, and the arts. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. And they say, but... And there's a lot of these buts. And somebody said, everything you need to know about Harper's and its open letter is summed up by the but after the second sentence. Yeah, so like, oh, and Noam Chomsky was on it, and people were freaking out that Noam Chomsky joined this letter that people referred to as the academia version of the Gal Gadot Imagine video. But to be fair to this letter, after the but, it says, but this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. So a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that are outweighing debate. What might those be? Well, a lot of people say people are talking about trans rights and anti-racism and prioritizing the rights of trans people and of black and brown people over these academics' desire to stir the pot the other way. And that's why you have people signing on to this letter, like J.K. Rowling, who's been on this crusade. Some would say an anti-trans crusade. J.K. Rowling has been speaking out against uh, excesses, I guess she would say, in the pursuit of equal rights for trans people. You have great dudes like Steven Pinker from Harvard, and guys like John McWhorter, who I've talked about on the show from Columbia who discounts a lot of this narrative that police brutality disproportionately affects African Americans. But you look at this list and it's just like this wall of people with enormous platforms complaining about being silenced. And, you know, in a charitable reading, you know, people say, oh, well, maybe they're just thinking about the people below them who have been silenced. To which others retort that if they really cared about cancel culture, they would be talking about strengthening their unions. Most of these publications and a lot of these schools do not have collective bargaining. And also strengthening people's protection against being fired at a whim. So when some of these professors decry the mob mentality, we might also see that marginalized groups of people are finally coming together to demand a reckoning. It's also weird that this letter would come out right as we've pushed so far in the past few months for a new understanding of the way that white supremacy has dominated our systems and institutions. And a lot of people on this list weren't necessarily talking about that, but they sure worried that they'll get in trouble for some non-woke thing that they say. It's a tweet from Diana Anderson who is a writer who's written a lot about cancel culture who says... Advocating for our humanity will always be a threat to the ruling class, which depends upon a quiet and obedient underclass. What's truly happening here is that the objects of the discussion are responding, and that cannot happen if the elite wish to maintain their position. So yeah, other people said, you know, journalists like to portray themselves as this arbiter of truth where you have both sides and they're standing right directly in the middle. But you can see in the way that history has changed 
and we've evolved as a society. If you just trace that trajectory, the journalists who thought they were standing in the middle of things were actually way out of line as they both sides things, as they both sides lynchings or the inability of women to vote or discrimination in the workplace or slavery. Just because you feign objectivity and some kind of both sides attitude doesn't mean that you are somehow righteous and deserving a medal. Anyway, so that's what I've been thinking about. Good old cancel culture. What is it? Needs more tea. <sighs> Wonderful. So what was in that mashup? We heard from Rory Ayers, We Live in Brooklyn Baby. Which I feel like I could get into that song more if I lived in Brooklyn and not, and not Queens. But as I divulged on the show a few months ago, maybe like a year ago, Rory Ayers used to live in my in-law's apartment building in Manhattan. So... He didn't always live in Brooklyn, baby, either. We heard from Donald Rumsfeld about the known knowns and the unknown knowns and the unknown unknowns. What a good guy. That guy never got canceled, did he? Yeah, and what about, like, yeah, so we all get canceled, right? If What about the Iraq War people? They're all still hanging around. We heard from the RZA and Bill Murray and the Jizza from Coffee and Cigarettes and from James Blake. James, who sat on the couch. You know that story. James Blake, who's everybody's favorite now. Who I met back when he was just a dude sitting on the couch in in London, watching TV with his... It was a pretty beautiful version of Come As You Are. And then I was found this weird Paul McCartney documentary on YouTube. I think the biggest reason why it's weird is because there's no narration. It's like any of the narrative stuff is just text on the screen so it's just kind of songs and interview clips and then like little interstitial paragraphs but anyway i thought it was interesting how john lennon said john lennon would definitely have signed that thing on free speech right a guy liked to run his mouth how many times he'd he'd probably get canceled these days but John Lennon's saying this was after the group had split up and an interviewer asked him about ambition. And John said, ambition is if you have an idea for a song to finish it then or you never will. That's ambition. I like that for some reason. Gotta finish your, finish the task at hand. Finish your projects, right? I've also been following the crazy progression towards some sort of baseball season, wondering if it's going to happen. Players are getting COVID. They're supposed to be getting tests every two days, but the tests are really delayed in coming back, so teams are canceling practice until they get their tests. I just don't know how it might work. I talked about this this past week on the great show, The Steve Sachs Syndrome, on Asheville FM. Funny, two funny guys, Tom and Scott. Tom Scott, he was on The Office, right? They talk about sports in a fun way. It's a good show. They both have comedic backgrounds, but are sports lovers. And the Steve Sachs Syndrome is named after the second baseman from the Dodgers, Steve Sachs, who all of a sudden, he was a great, like, Golden Glove second baseman who all of a sudden got the yips and became unable to throw to first base. Great, great name of a radio show. But yeah, I talked with them. Also, there's this umpire joe west you'd probably recognize him because he's like the umpire it's this like tall fat guy it's also it's amazing to be tall and fat you gotta give it up to somebody for that but joe west is like he's like the head umpire and he said some kind of troubling things hasn't gotten canceled though 
also has made some epically horrible calls. He says he's he's coming back, even though he's like a high risk, old and fat, probably has like diabetes or something. But he says in his heart he doesn't believe all these COVID cases, all these uh, deaths were really from COVID. Somebody said, we should have all learned that if Joe West says something is safe, it probably isn't. I like that. I should know who, who said that to give him credit, but I don't. So we'll see how baseball continues. Try to get Howie on the show next week to, to talk about baseball. I'm feeling pretty low energy still. So I'm going to play some music for you. And also going to... It was about this time last year when I started doing the mashups. By this time last year, I'd done like the first five mashups. And I started doing the mashups because... With it being an hour-long show, it was hard for me to get all the music in that I wanted to, and I didn't feel like it was worth playing a whole song. Especially when you're doing the show live, time just flies by. You get calls, and I take longer (laughs) to say things when I don't have the power of editing. So I started mixing these things up, and I'll play them back-to-back, and you'll hear the evolution. And I still think mashup number five is maybe the best thing that I've ever done. So we'll hear a round of sound. Oh, in the background, we're hearing Ennio Morricone, composer who died this past week, and his theme, For Love One Can Die. We'll hear from Brandy, I Wanna Be Down. Art Garfunkel with his English translation of Aguas de Marzo, Waters of March, and Marisa Monch with Infinito Particular to some samba, even though I don't know if you can really call the Art Garfunkel samba, but it's it's fun. And then we'll do the mashups.
a stick, a stone It's the end of the road It's the rest of a stump It's a little alone It's a sliver of glass It is life, it's the sun It is night, it is death It's a trap, it's a gun The oak when it blooms A fox in the brush The knot of the wood The song of a thrush The wood of the wind A cliff, a fall A scratch, a lump It is nothing at all It's the wind blowing free It's the end of a slope It's a beam, it's a void It's a hunch, it's a hope And the riverbank talks of the waters of March It's the end of the strain, it's the joy in your heart The foot, the ground, the flesh and the bone The beat of the road, a slingshot stone A truckload of bricks in the soft morning light a shot of a gun in the dead of the night A mile, a must, a thrust, a bump It's a girl, it's a rhyme, it's a cold, it's the mumps The plan of the house, the body in bed And the car that got stuck, it's the mud, it's the mud A float, a drift, a flight, a wing A cock, a quail, the promise of spring And the riverbank Talks of the waters of March It's the promise of life It's the joy in your heart Vem, cara, me repara Não vê 
na cara Suporta a bandeira de mim Só não se perca ao entrar No meu infinito particular Em alguns instantes Sou pequenina e também gigante Vem para se declarar Portátil pra quem não tem nada a esconder Olha minha cara É só mistério, não tem segredo Vem cá, não tenha medo A água é potável Daqui você pode beber Só não se perca ao entrar Thank you.
Now this one to the kids to the girl with the angel face and the devil heart You know, sir, I'm a fit shot that he must be your top players come to deal with the kids Step up my youth, hear this! I know this little girl, her name is Maxine Her beauty's like a bunch of rose If I ever tell you about Maxine You only say I don't know what I know But murder she wrote Murder she wrote Murder she wrote Murder she wrote I'm channel with him I put the face on back and rock top Then they kind of live in town Old Chaka, follow me! I put the face on back and rock top Them the kind of living can hold Jack and send you pretty Your face ain't pretty but your character dirty Tell you just a act too flirty flirty You run to Tom Dick and also hurry And when you find your mistake you talk about you sorry Sorry, sorry, come now Have a cozy kind of when she jokes and when she jam She know about Luke Jack and every money man sure, Make love with the coolie Chinese white man and Indian The wickedest kind of girl that miss a flyers go up and don't know you heard about this girl her name is Lexi Her beauty's like a bunch of rose <laughs> And if I ever tell you about Maxine, you would have say I don't know what I know, but
making all the dummy tonight. Joanna, your busy body giving me life, oh. Hey, life, eh. Why you do me like that? Joanna, Jo, Jo, Joanna. Why you do me like that? Joanna, Jo, Jo, Joanna. How you gonna do me like Joanna? Jo, Jo, Joanna. Hey, Joanna. Hey, Joanna. Jo, Jo, Joanna. Ay, ay, ay. How you gonna play me like drug bahu, drug bahu? Uh. How you gonna do me like drug bahu, drug bahu? Oh, DJ drug bahu, drug bahu. Hey, DJ drug bahu, drug bahu. Joanna, your busy body, busy tonight. Joanna, three and it goes like this. I like this beat. I do like it. It's got a samba vibe. Check it out. Here go. I want two. I want two. Check, yeah. check. I said I want two, three. Check, check. I want two. Ah, uh huh. I want two. Check, check. I said uh. Nah, 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 nah. Yo, um, I'm gonna kick a freestyle. This one right here. Um, it's gonna be talking about Africa. So rhyme I wrote when I came to the motherland. Check it out, check it out. I move like that. I'm smooth like that. I jive like that. I roll like that. Yeah, I'm thick like that. I stack like that. I'm down like that. I'm black like that. Yo, I funk like that. I'm fat like that. I'm in like that because I swing like that. We jazz like that. We freak like that. We zoom like that. We out. We out. We out. All right, let's set up a simulation over there. You see the difference? Watermelon hanging from those gallows? Yes. Let's just say that that watermelon represents the head of your problem. All right? Pra não haver 
dentro do salão Quando paro o samba eu lhe tiro pra dançar Você me diz, eu agora tenho paz E sai dançando com ele Alegre e feliz quando paro o samba Bate palma e pede This is joy, this is summer Keep alive Stay alive Es el protagonista de una ceremonia que rememora nuestra violenta supervivencia humana a expensas de la naturaleza. El toro es sacrificado porque el toro es sagrado. Sobrevivimos porque matamos a la naturaleza. No podemos evadirnos de esta necesidad. Nuestra necesidad es nuestra culpa. Y saberlo es algo que daña nuestras almas. España arranca las máscaras de la hipocresía puritana, transformando nuestra relación. Never the life of the party, but I get it started. It's bit this, and I call you back. back Next back, up back, is a local back, favorite, back, number nine, back, Lloyd Fletcher, back, Volcano. Back, That's you, cousin. Oh. And away he goes. And I call you back. your name I can't remember where are you from I can't remember can't you remember anything I remember the Alamo <laughs> thank you so much Richard let me ask you the final play 
set it for you real quick. L.O.B. All right, before, and Joe, back over to you. All right, well, we saw. All right, how about that? How about them mashups? Let's do this quick. What did we hear? We heard Beastie Boys with Negotiation Limerick File. Cucuru Paloma by Pedro Infante. Little Dragon with Crystal Film. Little Dragon also sings The Recommendation. We th- heard Think Twice by Donald Byrd. Mariah Carey, Always Be My Baby. My favorite Mariah Carey song. Murder She Wrote by Shakademus and the Pliers. I've Got You Under My Skin by Louis Prima and Keely Smith. Some Frank Ocean with Ivy. My Boo by Ghost Town DJs. Played that song in marching band. Afro B with Joanna, which was a big song last year. Speech from Arrested Development with Tell Me. Diggable Planets with Cool Like That. And then, I can't believe it took me this long into the mashups to do something besides music. But I put in... Keep your eye on the fruit. Dan Aykroyd's character in Caddyshack 2. One of my favorite scenes of all time. Then Ludacris with the potion. More Frank Ocean with Crack Rock. And then Joao Gilberto with Sim Compromiso. It's like the anniversary, one year anniversary of Joao Gilberto's death. This And then this is... Mashup 5, where I really flex my muscles. We have... I had to go on to this Steely Dan documentary making of their album Asia and find Michael McDonald singing Peg. I can't sing right now. My voice is shot. So him singing Peg over Here Comes the Rain Again by the Arrhythmics. We had some more Frank Ocean in there which went into the Trouser Press by Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, and then Eric Badu with uh, Call You Back, which is sampled from the Drake song, which is sampled from... I don't know, I played it last week. I forgot the... Um, Tommy Thomas with Why Can't We Live Together. That's what who sampled... who Drake sampled for Hotline Bling. And over that, we heard from Carlos Fuentes from The Buried Mirror talking about bullfighting, how it's a metaphor for how we damage our souls by destroying nature. We heard from Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. I can't remember. Steel Pulse with their song Handsworth Revolution off the album Handsworth Revolution. And then Richard Sherman talking about Crabtree. And then my favorite guy of all time, Joe Buck. Rounding it all out. Hope I get a great thing about this 60-game season. Hopefully get to catch up with my good buddy, Joe Buck.
If you're listening to this on your computer, please consider downloading the app for Android or iPhone. We survive and thrive from your donations. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate to pitch in. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich. Love you guys. Have a safe week. Race to the bottom. Radio Free Brooklyn. Bye. What? I met a boy called Frank Mills on September 12th right here in front of the Waverly. But unfortunately, I lost his address. He was last seen with his friend, a drummer he resembles George Harrison of the Beatles, but he wears his hair tied in a small bow at the back. I love him, but it embarrasses me to walk down the street with him. He lives in Brooklyn somewhere, and he wears his white crash helmet. He has golden chains on his leather jacket, and on the back are written the names Mary and Mom and Hell's Angels. I would gratefully appreciate it if you see him tell him I'm in the park with my girlfriend and please tell him Angela and I don't want the two dollars back just him out in the street they call it Chris.